Welcome to the Divorce Diaries podcast, one man's anonymous and live account of if he should get a divorce or stay married. He's been cheated on and he's cheated. Protecting the innocent with changed voice patterns, the omission of names, ages and genders. His authentic journey and account of the daily events of his marriage are helping him sort out his feelings and not get lost in the ups or the downs. New episodes are released daily. Welcome to the Divorce Diaries podcast. Entire seasons are released on Patreon weeks before anywhere else at Divorce Diaries podcast Patreon page. Link in description. Now for today's episode. September 2nd, Divorce Diaries entry. September 2nd, 2020. See, it's flying by. Um, today... I don't really know. I will call it a waste of time, a waste of energy. Um, because it was just a regular day. And it was a natural cadence. The natural cadence was... Um, conversations. Um, she was complaining about me not calling, so I call. And, you know, it just... Every call that I make, it feels like a chore. I'm checking the box because I don't want to. And I have said that in plenty of my past entries. I do not want to call you. Um, I, I think I understand man cave now. And I, I never had a good feeling when I was watching the um, was home in improvement shows on DIY Network or HGTV and the guys were like, you know, I want a man cave, I want a man cave and everyone was in a man cave. I just kind of said to myself, what the? And at that time, you know, my mind was a little bit different. I was spending a lot of time with my wife um, and I wanted to spend a lot of time with her, even though the time wasn't great. Like the problems that we had were still there. I was still super communicative um, I talked a lot. I um, wanted to do things together. Hey, you want to watch this movie? I'm just cooking breakfasts and sometimes dinners and just like, you know, hey, you want to go out? Hey, you want to? Hey, you want to? Hey, you want to? And then I'm just always doing this. There wasn't a lot of effort from her. And I think that's okay. I don't think there, I don't think we needed to be equally yoked in that way. But I guess as time goes on, and I would always hear men saying stuff like, oh, you need your man cave. Or well, spend the time in the man cave. I'm lighting people over in the man cave. Um, shoot, when I go home, I just go down to the man cave, grab some beers, man cave, man cave, man cave. Understanding now that it's like, I don't want to be near you. And I, and I have to say, you know, I miss that. I don't know if it's, I don't know if you have to, um, as a guy, maybe as a woman too, I don't know, but uh, I can only speak as a guy. As a guy, do you have to rotate your relationships to maintain that freshness, to maintain that newness? If that's what you have to do just to have fun with the person you're with, maybe that's what it takes. I don't know. All I know is I do not want to talk to my wife. And I have to say, like, all right, I'm 
I'm going to get really honest here. She's not interesting. There's nothing interesting about her. Not, and I'm not saying that like I'm on, like I'm the most interesting man in the world. I'm not, but you don't, there was this comedian. He's now deceased. Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill was used to be on like this this radio show or podcast or something. Maybe it was like a serious or something. But he's on with uh, some guys and he's always on. He's talking to these guys and um, he had a really, I believe, clear picture of what men and women psychology was. And he would package it up in a comedian's form, um, but not intentionally, really. He was really just talking, and he was just funny as shit talking. That's just what this guy was. So Patrice was yelling at the rest of the guys on the call. And I think maybe there were like three between in-studio and one guy over the phone. And he just kept yelling over and over to some of some of the guys were married um, in relationships, maybe some not, whatever. And he's just like, if your girl was gone tomorrow, what would you miss? And, you know, they're muddling for answers. Well, I mean, I mean, her, um, you know, I mean, she's a companionship or something. He's like, fuck that. He's like, no, I'm serious. If your girl was gone tomorrow, what would you miss? He wasn't really saying like you won't miss her, but he's like, tell me what you specifically would miss. And that's what I mean when I say my wife is uninteresting. There's nothing there to really talk about. Most of the things we talk about, we talk, we're talking on two totally opposite ends of the spectrum. The view she has, I understand what they are. I understand why she has them. They don't change. And maybe to her, it's actually the same thing. Maybe I'm just friggin' not interesting. But one of us is saying, hey, why don't you call me more? Because you, one, you want to feel wanted by me and you want me to call you and all of that. And I get it and I'm fine with it. It actually makes me happy to know that you want me to call you. But I'm, right now I'm talking about what I'm getting out of it. I'm not getting, hey, I'd like to um, whip you up your favorite meal tonight. Hey, I know you like five guys. What time are you going to be home? Grab your burger. How about you meet me over at Chick-fil-A? We can have lunch. If what you bring to the table is companionship, then be my companion. Invite me places, but don't. Oh, you're my companion. So I call you because you want me to call you and you want to feel wanted that way. So now I call you. That's me doing something. Okay. Then I pick you up and I'm a gentleman and I'm a man and I, I want to drive and I care to drive. So I do. Okay. So now I'm taking you here. Okay, that's something else I did. Okay, I'm also a gentleman, and I'm, I've been raised a certain way, traditional, I don't know, whatever, be damned. Oh, I'm paying for this meal, too. And now we're going to sit here and talk about your day, or, or let you blab about something, and I sit there and nod and listen. Okay, cool. So I've, I've given more in this conversation than, than it's been exchanged. And then we go home. And I'm like, hey, you know, um, ooh, nice day, right? Now we can get a little frisky. I don't know. No, nope. you're getting fat. You're tired or whatever. Oh, I'm tired. I'm sorry. You know, it was a long day, blah, 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 whatever. I'm like, wow, ain't that some shit? 
so I just you just rolled like the avalanche of days like that the avalanche of those days I think that's what eventually leads you to the man cave you just need to get a get away and you need to get something out of something that's where your tv is and that's where the sports are at least you're watching a game you're going to see who wins at least you've got a dog in this fight i'm cheering for this team because that's my team i'm cheering against that team because i don't like them something's happening down there i've got my whiskey i don't know i've got my beer whatever your poison and you've got your solace you've got your solitude you've got your fortress and you've got a companion up in the next room that you can um, come and spend some time with if you'd like. I think Adam Carolla says something like the um, a successful marriage um, can be had with enough money and square footage. So between Adam Carolla saying a happy marriage can be had when there's enough money and square footage between you and Patrice O'Neill continuing to yell into the microphone at all of the married or blue-pilled, purple-pilled guys, whatever, just saying, if your woman was gone tomorrow, what would you miss? And after he yelled it three, four times, if your woman was gone tomorrow, what would you miss? And he told the guy, shut the fuck up. I'm serious. If she was gone tomorrow, what would you miss? And no one could come up with anything they would miss you're already taking care of all of the bills you're taking care of yourself the only thing she fucking does is nag you to do things that she wants you to do even if it's getting yourself taken care of even if it's like you know you going to the doctor or something but it's just there's nothing really there that you miss you enjoy moving through life with her so I guess, yes, you could say her companionship. I miss moving through life with her, sitting across the fucking booth at IHOP as I stuff my face with fucking cholesterol-filled pancakes while I look into her face because her eyes are prettier than my best friend's and there's a potential little fuck. That's why I do it. So why the fuck else would I do this? Why the fuck else would I buy two meals every time I want to go out and eat once? Why the fuck would I do that? It's not monetarily advantageous. It's not a good use of my time. I could have cooked this at home for half the price or something. Or I could have just swung by the drive through and brought it home. I don't know. Or I could have eaten one of my meal prepped foods because I don't really care what the fuck I eat. I just want to eat good so I can look good. But she wants to have decadent things and also order a drink and have dessert and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I was fine with some fucking I don't know it's really tough but I think I've explained the man cave because ultimately I'm so uninterested in my wife at this point and it's not even her fault it's not even and it's not like oh like no you've never really been all that interesting and it's not a shot at her or a compliment to me I'm just saying the way conversations go it is not a, it's not something that I long to do or want to do. I'll just take a rest, restaurant, for instance. Like if you are not an Italian person, um, I don't mean it like that. If you're not a person that likes Italian food, then going to the 
place Sergio Vermigamos or whatever the hell the place is called, you're not going to want to go there. You're going to want to go grab some American fare, grab a crab cake, have a steak, whatever. And then every time someone says, hey, why don't we go to um, Italiano's restaurant? And you're like, eh, I don't really want to go there. Somewhere else. Okay, next week. Hey, do you feel like Italian? Eh, no. Marinara sauce isn't your thing. You don't really like the consistency of noodles. I don't know what your beef is with Italian, but you just don't like Italian. There's nothing that's going to happen where you're going to want Italian. You eat Italian once a year when you go to your grandma's for Thanksgiving or, or uh, not Thanksgiving. Or maybe, you know, she's, she does an Easter meal or something. That's always lasagna and you choke it down or you reserve it for that one time a year. Okay, cool. But that is the difference. It's just, I don't have an appetite for her. I don't have an appetite. No, not, not necessarily for her for conversation with her because remember this is all about like hey you don't call me so today i just called more i'm fucking listening to like my books on tape or uh, books on audio listen to my damn podcast listen to music listen to whatever the hell i want to listen to and now i'm going to call you while you're juggling some things at work you barely have the time to talk to me and we're just talking on the 15 minutes that I have remaining in my drive where it's just a little back and forth. How'd the morning go? Oh, it's okay. There's something much more interesting. I mean, like we've got people burning down cities and COVID and politics and just I have interesting shit, more interesting shit to talk about and listen to than, than listen to you talk about nothing. I'm not even, I'm not even upset. I, I know it might sound like I'm upset and maybe I am upset. Good grief. I just don't want to fucking talk to you because it's not as interesting as something else or even silence. Because especially when there's the likelihood that our conversations will go pear shaped sideways and be fucked up. I'm supposed to still have a conversation with you and want to do that? No, I do not want to do it. But she takes that very, very personally. You don't want to talk to me? You don't want to call? And like she said yesterday, if you can't call me, don't try to fuck me. It's like almost like she's acknowledging the, the unwritten contract that exists within a man and woman's marriage. Like, yes, I fucking talked to you forever so that we could fuck and be connected. And it's not just doesn't boil down to fucking for the idiots out there that think it does. It doesn't. I'm just saying that as, oh, it's one of the more important things to a man. Fucking. Like for women, one of the more important things to them is communication, which is why us men want to talk to women and or listen to them bloviate about things we are so not interested in because we know it's she likes it she enjoys it it feels good to her and me i want something pretty prancing around me and i want to be able to have sex with it i don't mind talking to it because we're going to fuck you don't mind me fucking you because we're going to talk an exchange quid pro quo god damn my wife is not interesting and now with things being bad between us no i don't want to call you 
Do I need a fucking man cave? Wow. That was the Divorce Diaries podcast. The Daily Saga will continue tomorrow. The full season's episodes are on Patreon now. Subscribe for early access. Click the Patreon link in the description. Hopefully these entries help our anonymous recorder as a form of his own personal therapy. That's his hope and his intention. Will these recordings of life's curveballs lead this family to the best resolution in the end? We'll keep listening. New episodes are released daily on all podcast players, but all episodes are available on Patreon at Divorce Diaries Podcast Patreon page. Until next time.